Rage on that beat, going crazy. While the media in general is not a friend to any people of color, in my personal opinion, there's a special love-hate relationship with Black women in America, and it starts from the very beginning. While I was researching for this month's theme, I really wanted to capture the moment when a Black girl realizes the perception that the world has about her. And the thing that I realized is that it happens a lot earlier than you may think. I began by scouring the internet with all of my keywords, you know, the ones, racism, sexism, tokenism, colorism, featureism, all the isms. And one thing that stood out to me was the doll experiment. And if you've ever heard of the doll experiment, I'll give you a quick high level overview. In the 1930s, Dr. Mamie Phillips Clark and her then soon to be husband, Dr. Kenneth Clark were both psychology and grad students at Columbia University. For her master's thesis, Dr. Clark studied and wrote about the race consciousness of black children and how aware they were that their social standing based on their racial identity. Essentially, she wanted to understand black children's perspective on themselves at a time in great segregation and Jim Crow period. After graduating, the pair created and implemented the infamous doll experiment, a study where black children are given a black and white doll and asked a series of questions to determine how they perceive their own blackness. A note of irony to consider is that in order to hold the experiment, the Clarks had to paint a white doll with brown paint because black dolls didn't exist at that time. These questions included that they would ask to the children, show me the doll that you like the best or that you'd like to play with. Show me the doll that is the nice doll. Show me the doll that looks bad. Give me the doll that looks like a white child. Give me the doll that looks like a colored child. Give me the doll that looks like a Negro child. Give me the doll that looks like you. The findings from the study showed an overwhelming preference for the white doll by the group of black children. This made a strong case that segregation was forming an inferiority complex where white was considered the standard and anything less was inferior. Black children assigned the white doll to all positive questions. Nice doll, doll that you'd like to play with, and the black doll with all negative connotations, the bad doll. These findings from children that were aged in ages from three to seven showed that at the most formative ages, black children had already internalized racism and developed a negative perspective for themselves. The experiment produced a set of conclusions that weren't even presented to the Supreme Court during their deliberations over the monumental school desegregation case of Brown versus Board of Education. Keep in mind that this was in the late 30s and early 40s, pre-social media and the only 10 to 12 years after the invention of the television. Fast forward to 2010 when CNN, led by renowned child psychologist and University of Chicago professor, Margaret Beale Spencer recreated the famous study this time including children of varying cultural backgrounds. The children were asked similar questions, this time with printed cartoons of dolls of varying shades. And nearly 70 years after the original observation, essentially, this study produced the nearly identical results. The point of the experiment is to really understand racial relations and when biases are formed in young children. What's startling about seeing this experiment play out with children is that in their very small time on this earth, they have already seen and heard enough in order to categorize marginalized people of color and specifically black people negatively. For me, the most heartbreaking thing was seeing black children, specifically the little black girls, identifying themselves through the black doll as ugly or bad. How had they come to this conclusion so early in life? What were the children learning about their own image? 
Well, the answer is simple. Where do they see themselves? How are they portrayed? In the last 60 years, Black representation in media has grown, but it's important to look at in what ways has it grown. Growing up in the 90s, there were minimal Black positive representations in media. Movies that depicted Black people usually centered around poverty, crime, slavery, and drugs. When there was a positive image of a Black woman, she was always ambiguously Black. The type of Black that Hollywood felt was tolerable by white audiences, leaving the image of more melanated Black women behind. Even now, in the year 2022, Animation and child-centered television still has a noticeable gap in its representation of children of color, in general being much less Black children. With the introduction of more diverse Disney princess characters and the reintroduction of shows like The Proud Family, Black children are building up a repertoire of new imagery that with time and more implementation can turn the tide of internalized inferiority of Black children in the United States. Even satirical adult animation has identified this ironically. In a recent South Park episode, the small town's resident black child who was introduced in a pilot episode as Token Black, a name that served as a double entendre for being the only black child character attending school with the other children on the show, was given an update in an episode titled The Big Fix, where it's revealed that his name actually is Tolkien Black, named for the famed author of the Lord of the Rings books. Through the main character, Stan, we see his realization of learning this fact and seeking to overcompensate by becoming more and more educated in the works of Tolkien to understand his friend's plight. In the hilariously dark way that South Park creator find ways to shine a spotlight on the ridiculousness of our culture and how we are so uncomfortable to talk or even acknowledge race, racism, or the larger perspective of blackness, Living in a world of racism, massage noir, colorism, discrimination, bias, and microaggressions is a recipe for self-hatred felt by the most naive and vulnerable. A popular sentiment that allows a lot of people to believe in the fantasy of this being a post-racial society is that people don't see color. Seemingly a point of pride for those who don't realize or wish to ignore the vast differences that society places on race. And it makes you wonder, if they don't see color, why do their kids receive? Thank you for listening to a new chapter of Volume 1, Amethyst, a female experience from the Libra Saga. I got the blog at mickeyjking.com to follow the story from the beginning, sign up for the monthly newsletter so that you know what's coming up next, and become a member on Patreon to help keep the story going. I hope that you enjoyed this newest installment. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and share to anyone who can or should receive. I'm Mickey, reminding you that when much is given, much is required.